Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right, we are back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. It is a nice and rainy day here in uh, sunny Seattle, Washington on a Friday, whatever day it is for you guys listening. I hope you're having a great day. Today we have David Sanford with us. He is an active duty service member who has built up a substantial real estate portfolio over the recent years, totaling $10 million in assets under management. So David, I am super excited to have you here. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, likewise, Gabe. It's, it's funny. I'm on the other side of the country here in Virginia, and it's uh, it's still just an, another rainy day out here as well. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same, same atmosphere. But yeah, I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, we're recording this uh, February 17th, and I am already, I'm already looking forward to spring. You know, it's the February, March, those two months here in Seattle. I just, you just got to keep pushing through because the clouds, they start to get to you. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I, uh, I can imagine I, I told you before we hopped on here, we like to start with stories. Um, we like to hear how people got started in real estate. I'm sure you got a good one being active duty. So why don't you take us to the beginning? Um, how'd you get started in real estate? Yeah. Uh, so I got started in real estate. It was 2016. I, um, it was about the same time. I think it's 90% of the other investors out there. They were read rich dad, poor dad, and just got <laughs> motivated from that. And so, um, yeah, so that book kind of sparked everything. You know, it was 2016. My, I had just graduated college. My wife just graduated college. We we already owned a, a small house that we just kind of bought at a starter house back in like 2012, but we were living there. So 2016 came around. Uh, we were making a little bit better money, so we decided to move and buy a, a nicer house. And it just happened to be perfect time. Like I said, I just read a rich dad, poor dad, and a couple other books, and I got the motivation. So I was like, hey, let's let's see if we can rent this house out. Um, instead of selling it and just see what kind of cash we can get for it, what kind of income. And yeah, that kind of, like that, that got everything started. And from there, we were like, this is pretty cool. And we just started scaling and, and just kind of growing the, the portfolio from there. Nice, man. Yeah. And every, all you need is that first kind of, uh, you know, model to follow. Once you can see that real estate works, you get that first property that starts bringing you money every single month. Um, that really does light the fire for a lot of investors. And you're right, rich dad, poor dad. That is, I mean, it was the start of my journey. I don't know how many people on this on this podcast have, you know, at the very end of this, I'll ask you what book you recommend. So many people recommend Rich Dad, Poor Dad because it is it, it's a good it's a good motivating book and it get, gives you a good outline. Um, so I totally get that. Um, you guys did have quite a hockey stick. I mean, 2016, that was that was the perfect time to get in. Uh, 2014, 2016, right when the market was really doing that, the massive upswing there. Um, how did you go? You know, you mentioned you bought that one house, you started renting it out. And at the end, now you have $10 million assets under management. So how'd you go from that first house to where you are today? Yeah, the, uh, classic bar scenario. So, you know, we, we got that first house and it's, it's funny because when we had that house, our mortgage was like 850 bucks. And I was like, um, you know, trying to, I was like, I told a property manager, if I can get a thousand dollars a month, I'm happy. This is my first <laughs> house. I didn't realize that's not enough spread, but um, <laughs> it worked out really well. So they went out, came out and looked at the property and they were like, you know, I think you can probably get like 1300 for it. So of course I was like, I hop on it. I was like, I was happy with a thousand. You think I can get 13? Let's do it. So we did that. Um, and then a few months later, you know, we realized like the, the, the cash flow we were getting off of it. 
Um, so we started saving up our funds and, and saving up, and then we bought our, our first like true rental property. Um, and like it's 2016, man, like you could still find like like great properties on the MLS. So mm-hmm. uh, I found it on Zillow. I called up my my friend uh, whose wife was a realtor and asked if she could just take us to the house to check it out. So we went and walked it, and I realized like it was it was a very simple cosmetic lift. So I just had to do like some paint, flooring, and um, yeah, I think I threw out some new lighting or something like that. But yeah, we bought the house for like ninety thousand. I put, you know, maybe I did all the work myself, so maybe like five thousand into the house, and then cash flow, and then as well, um, pretty pretty nice cash flow on that one. And then from there, we just kind of kept saving up money, buying, saving up money, buying, and then it was around like house number six or so is when I discovered Burr. Mm. So. Being military, uh, we had to go to some schools sometimes. So I was sitting in the school for a while, and I had nothing to do other than just watch YouTube videos on my off time. <laughs> so it was uh, it was exciting, but that's you know I discovered Bigger Pockets. Um, I think you know pretty pretty large platform it gives a lot of people motivation. But discovered Bigger Pockets and and learned what Burr was. So then I uh, went back home. I talked to my loan officer, and he then he told me what a cash out refinance was. And then from there, I was like, okay, well, this. You know, we've got all the pieces to the puzzle now, so let's really start scaling the business. And yeah, we re- refinanced a few houses, pulled out some cash, and then um, started raising capital and, and just started really doubling down on the on growing the portfolio. All right, yeah, the bird method. I mean, it works uh, really well. Pretty much any asset, I, I totally recommend um, following that method. For people who don't know, you know, people who are new to real estate investing and they don't understand what bird is, can you really quickly go over that method? Yeah, I'm sure I might butcher the, the order of acronyms, everything, but <laughs> yeah, so essentially you buy the property. Uh, what I do, I usually raise capital to buy the property. Um, sometimes I'll put my own money in the deal, but really to scale the business, you know, you really need to, to raise capital. So uh, you buy the property, uh, the next you you rehab it. So, you know, like I said, the, the first deal I mentioned that just needed some paint and flooring. Um, to So you, you do the rehab, you kind of force the value of the house to, to increase. Then you uh, find somebody, rent it. Rinse it out. You start cash flowing. You go to the bank. You refinance it so that way you can pull the money out to pay back your uh, your investors or pay yourself back or however you you funded the purchase. And then you just repeat the process and just keep going over and over again. Yeah, I always forget what the R's mean. Like how many R's are there? I know B <laughs> is buy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but after that, there's a uh, you know there's different varying definitions of what Burr is. But yeah, that's exactly. Um, that sounds like you know it's a great model. So many people use it in single family, but it can be used in, in commercial as well. Um, so how you mentioned you don't put your own money into these you know these acquisitions. You uh, you raise capital. How do you structure those? Uh, how do you structure the equity um, on when you buy these properties? Do you give equity away to the people you're raising capital from, or is it more of a loan? Um, how do you structure the acquisitions? I always structure it as a loan. Um, you know, I don't really do too many uh, equity structures. I think it could be more profitable to the lender, possibly, but there's a lot more gamble in it. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more into like a like a loan structure. You know, where I usually I, I give like 10, maybe 12 percent interest and maybe a, a point or two up front um, and just kind of structure it as more of a loan. Just so it's like a you know, quote safer investment for the, the lender there. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Um, awesome. And so you started with single family. Did you, are you guys still doing single family today? Or, um, I mean, I know you have 75 doors right now. Uh, are you, are they all single family or have you moved on to multifamily? 
Still in the single family world, man. I uh, <laughs> I really want to scale into the commercial space. I actually last week, uh, what is today's the seventeenth, so on, on February 9th, I closed my first commercial property. Mm. Uh, pre- pretty sweet deal. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. It was uh, I had to get really creative with it. You know, we, um, I you know I I got the seller to carry a note. I got the bank to carry a note, and then I raised some capital from friends and just took it down. And it's it's a solid deal. So I think um, once I kind of got my foot in the water with with this one, and I'm seeing like how much. You know, for, you can get a much larger return uh, for almost the same amount of work, and it's the same principle, like you said. So, yeah, I, uh, I think I'm going to start focusing a lot more heavily on that. That is what I recommend to absolutely anybody who wants to get into real estate. Don't start with single family. But I'm not saying single family is bad. There's plenty of money in it. It's great, great returns. But you can really, you know, you don't have to start there, and you put the exact same amount of work in a single family property that you do in a hundred unit. Not exact same, but you know it's it's comparable amount of work to a single family as a hundred unit multifamily, and so you might as well start big. Um, that's yeah. awesome that you get that you guys are you know you're in the multifamily game now. Since it's so fresh on your mind, why don't you run us through that deal? How'd you find it? How'd you finance it? Um, what's the what's the value add strategy that you guys are going in with? So this one it's 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 a uh, doctor offices. It's not actually multifamily. It's oh, commercial okay. doctor offices. Uh, so back in September of twenty. 2022 last year, just a few months back, I went to this uh, this local mastermind meeting and just kind of met a lot of people that were in the commercial space. And it just really gave me the motivation. Like, you know, I've got, I've done 75 deals or so. Like, I think I, I could probably step into the commercial world now. And, you know, it's kind of like that. I was really self-limiting prior to that, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I got the motivation. And then leaving that, that mastermind, I went and I just called dozens or, you know, a, a lot of different brokers and said, hey, I'm trying to tap into the commercial space. And, you know, of course, None of them took me serious because I hadn't done a deal yet. Uh, but luckily, one one agent uh, took me serious and he started sending me deals. And it's, it's funny. So this this particular one, it was it's a commercial deal, but it was listed on the residential MLS. So mm. it was it wasn't getting any any eyes on it. And it's a solid deal. Like it's a, it's a solid 10 cap. So I uh, purchased this one. Uh, well, so, so then I went and walked the property. And at first I thought it was just one commercial building that they were asking like one point one million for. Um, so I went and walked it and then the, the owner was like, Hey, I've also got another one. If you're interested in that too, like just kind of dropped like, Hey, just FYI. <laughs> that happens um, so often. It's just like, just out of the woodwork, another property pops on the table. It's, it's amazing. Once you start getting into these deals, what happens? So I, I love to hear that. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean like the deal flow isn't going to come out, come to you if you're not getting your name out there. And that's exactly what, you know, prime example here. So the other deal was a 1.5 million deal, um, dollar deal. So it was a little bit bigger. But um, yeah, I told her, I was like, you know, because the way they had it listed, like nobody, they weren't getting any traction, any offers, anything like that. And they were significantly discounted um, for with the, the rents and they were triple net. So, I mean, it was just, it was a home run. But yeah, so uh, I was like, hey, you know, like I would love to buy both, but, you know, like I, I need some uh, some help, you know, some financial assistance. So I was like, I'll, I'll buy both from you. You're not getting any other offers. Like I'll pay you what you're asking, but I need you to carry 25% of that purchase. Um, so they did. They agreed, and we agreed at two and a half percent interest on that that twenty five percent that they they lent. Wow! See, that is fantastic. How'd you get two and two and a half percent? Is this was? It, I mean, he owns commercial. He can't be an unsophisticated investor, right? I, th- I think they just really wanted to offload it. When yeah. I made, made my initial offer, honestly, I I, I just said, "Hey, loan me twenty five percent, no interest, thirty year amortization." Like I shot for the moon. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> And then nice. they came back and like, we need some interest. And I think they were like four. And I was like, yeah, about two and a half, which I would have been cool with four. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we landed there. 
That's funny. Um, so office, uh, no, not office. You said medical, medical, um, a medical office building. That is a very niche type of, uh, of real estate. What prior knowledge did you kind of need to have to underwrite this? Um, take us a little bit through, you know, underwriting office, medical office buildings. Yeah, this one. So, um, back in 2020, I enrolled in like a, a commercial, um, just how to, how to analyze deals, how to find deals, you know, all kind of commercial, different, different commercial assets. So I already had paid to have the, uh, the training to learn how to underwrite these deals. So I think that was, that was huge in this. Um, you know, it took me a couple of years to, to step into the, the realm of the business, uh, commercial space, but, um, having that training was, was, was super helpful. So, um, yeah, we got, I mean, we got the, we got the deal. They sent me the, the rent roll. Uh, they sent me the, uh, the P and L's and everything. Uh, and it was just like, I, you guys should be asking so much more for this property. Like, you know, it, it really was, you know, it's, I bought it for 2.6 million total. And, and I, I'm sure it's worth three and a half, maybe even close to 4 million. If I were to just turn around and, and wholesale it or sell it, but I'm going to hold on to this room for a while. Nice. And is that in uh, your local market or is that in the market, um, you know, a different market that you've been looking at? Yeah. So it's, it's two different um, office buildings. One is actually in the, the town that I grew up in and the other one is just maybe 20 minutes south of it. Uh, right. In, right in central Virginia. Perfect, man. I love that. Um, well, that's great to hear. I'm glad you're on the commercial side. It's a, it's a good place to be. Um, I did take a peek at the clock. It looks like we're running it down. We do have to move on. So let's start out the quick question round with education. So uh, I'm a big bookie. Um, it doesn't have to be books, but give me two recommendations, one for general life wisdom and then one for real estate specific. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to give you the rich dad, poor dad. You know, although I would <laughs> say that it is my favorite real estate or I guess it's not really even particularly real estate, but that is my favorite book, you know, because I kind of got everything started. But on the real estate side, I recently read, um, I read a lot of books. So usually my favorite is something I read recently, but um, Profit First for Real Estate Investors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, everybody's heard of Profit First, but there's a spinoff for, like, specific for real estate investors by uh, David Richter. Um, that was a really good book. Um, and then for non-real estate related, I guess I would say um, I've been pretty, uh, I've been diving into Grant Cardone a lot lately. Mm. Uh, a lot of his like 10x rule books and 10x rule mentor. I guess that's, that's not very real estate specific. It's just kind of like overall motivation, business success type book. Nice. Yeah. I've, uh, I've heard of profit first. Um, I didn't know they had one specific for real estate. That would be uh, sounds like a good read. Um, moving us on, this is for your younger self. So let's go back to the David of 2016. He was just buying that first property. Go back to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Um, I would say start networking, get your name out there. You know, it's going to, it's going to bring deals to you and it's going to bring money to you. So just get, get your name out there however you can. Solid advice. Start building those relationships. Real estate is a relationship business like every other business out there. So start talking to people, get your name out there and eventually something's going to work. Moves us on to the next question. Um, every business is built on the people that work in it. So you don't have to say specific people, but what are the first three positions that you hired for in your business? For me, the, the very first thing I did was I, I still have a full-time job in the military. So the very first person I hired was like a boots on ground person. Mm. Um, I had a lot of different projects going on. So I just need somebody to kind of be like a project manager um, slash, you know, like a kind of like lead generation going to walk potential properties for me. Uh, that was my very first hire. From there, I hired a, a cold caller just to kind of 
up that deal flow. Now they had somebody boots on ground that can go and look at it a lot more um, frequent. And then my third person is just like an administrative uh, administrative assistant, basically kind of help keep track of the books and keep track of everything. Perfect, man. I love it. And would you change the order or add a different one in, or are you pretty satisfied with those uh, those positions? Um, so the, the boots on ground guy, uh, you know, he's he's doing everything. He's running materials. He's looking at potential properties. He's doing project management, meeting contractors and getting bids. I think um, I need to kind of split that off and hire another person that just one solely focuses on the acquisition and one solely focuses on current projects. Yep, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, next one is about the U.S. It's a big place. There's a lot of opportunity out there. So give me one metro you're most excited about investing in today. So recently I've been looking in the single family world, right? Um, but a lot into like the the, uh, the Roanoke area of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um Right around Virginia Tech, my sister or sister-in-law goes there for college at Virginia Tech. So, uh, but that that area right there, that the the home price to rent ratio is is far better than than where it is where I am here in like the Richmond market of Virginia. Okay, perfect. All right, that leads us to the next one. Um, I lost my spot here. There we go. It all starts with lead gen. Every time, every real estate deal starts with actually finding that deal. So what is your favorite way to find good deals in today's market? My favorite way is wholesalers. You know, like I said, I do cold calling and things like that, but wholesalers, you know, it's already, a, you know, it's a motivated lead, you know what you're paying for it. It's just, does it work or not? And and typically those are, you know, they're, they're going to be discounted to where, you know, the numbers that you, you like to purchase at. So wholesalers is definitely my favorite way to, uh, to get the leads in. There you go. And that's another reason to start uh, getting your name out there. Mo- uh, networking with other wholesalers is they bring you the leads. Um, and the same on the commercial side, there's wholesalers and there's brokers. So get out there, start talking to people. Mo- leads us to the next question. This is about mentors. None of us are islands. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. So who is one mentor who has contributed significantly to your career today? He does not get his name out there, ironically, but um, it's a guy named Nathan Knuckles. Uh, he's up here in the Richmond, Virginia market. He's uh, he, He's been extremely helpful. He's, you know, I started, like I said, in the beginning of the episode, I started just by watching YouTube videos and try to like self-educate. But Nathan, Nathan's really helped me kind of, he's the mentor that I, I, I wish I had five years ago. You know, he's, he's, he's great. Awesome. Well, thank you, Nathan, for helping David get to where he is today. That leads us to the second to last question. This is about strengths. We are all gifted with strengths that we uniquely provide this world. So what is your Superman strength? Um, I would say uh, kind of multitasking, the ability to kind of handle everything. You know, I'm running a very successful real estate business. I'm, you know, I've got a full-time job. I've got a wife, three kids. So just, just juggling time management has probably been my, my, my best suited trait, I would say. Yeah, it sounds like you definitely have a full uh, a full plate on your hands. That's for sure. Three kids too, um, yeah, and that leads us to the very last question. Uh, you know, you've given us a lot of good advice, a lot of things to think about. I'm sure people want to reach out. Um, what does your company offer, and then how can lis- listeners get in contact with you? Yeah, um, brand new to social media. You know, um, I just uh, recently started publishing or pushing out a lot of different uh, informative inform- informative posts on like Instagram, TikTok, and everything. So. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Deal with David. Uh, TikTok, Deal with David Sanford. I'm on LinkedIn, David Sanford. I mean, you can kind of find me on every platform. But yeah, I mean, I'm not really pitching anything. I'm just I'm here to help, kind of give some motivation. So if anybody ever just wants to talk real estate, like I'm obsessed with it, and I'll, I'll talk more than you want to talk. So just feel free to reach out.
Cool. That is Deal with David. I will put uh, his Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, all that jazz. Going to put it in the show notes. So if y'all want to reach out to David and talk shop, um, go ahead and click a little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description and, and there you can find David's links. All right, man, that wraps it up. Again, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Yeah, appreciate it, Gabe. Thanks. Absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. If you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, at realestateinvestingclub.com. And if you guys want to support the show, all we ask is that you give us a like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. It's the best way to support us. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the invest with us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.